Yo, what's good? Welcome to the Arlington Cinema Draft House podcast. This is your host, Petey Steele. And I'm Elena Torres, and we are here with two very funny, amazing comics. Please welcome Dante Chang and Stephen Ho. Hello. Um, Stephen Ho should go first, though. (laughs) Well, it's the order of the show. Yeah. Right? Uh Aha. No, we got to start over. We got to start over. We got to start over? (laughs) God, you look so cute with your glasses, Steve. Thanks. Like really cute. I was just I was just uh, stalking you online a little bit, and I'm curious about your ER past because you're a comedian but retired ER tech, right? That's right. That's right. I, That's right. I'm curious because I just everything's fine, but I had a baby a few months ago, and we spent a lot of time in ho- in the hospital. Oh yeah, once a month. So I I really got to know like how all that shit works. And sometimes the tech is knows more than the nurse. Yeah, you yeah. Found that. Um. Yes. You know, it kind of just happens sometimes. Sometimes, like the tech, like for whatever reason, the tech might be more knowledgeable than the nurse. Sometimes the nurse is more knowledgeable than the doctor on certain things. But you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. It also totally. just depends on like. It also depends on like what mood they're in during that day. You never yeah. know. That. Sure. Yeah, I worked uh, on a psych ward for about six years. I mean, I'm a licensed social worker. And mm-hmm. sometimes you got texts that are actually foreign and they haven't taken like the equivalency exams and they're doctors back home. And now all they can do is tech over here. It's kind of yeah. fucked up. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, and, you know, the, again, it goes the other way too. I, I had, I worked with several Filipino nurses who were like dentists and doctors in the Philippines, but they came here, they're like, fuck the medical board. I'm just going to take the NCLUX. And that's not, that's not easy either. So right. yeah, it happens. Right. How that's long cool. How long did you for? do that before you started comedy? My PD, do you realize we just asked the same question at the same time? How cool is that? Dude, yeah. we're pretty hot. Yeah. Pretty so, cool. I'm so turned on right now. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I started in 2010. I volunteered at in the ER as a Vietnamese medical translator. That was my first stint in the ER. And then I became an EMT on the ambulance for two years after that. And then I worked in the hospital in the ER for the next eight years as an ER technician. So about 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And when was the, when was the point that you were like, okay, I can stop doing this and do comedy full time? That was about two years ago. I think it was some, I think it was the beginning of 2021. Was there an event that let that let you do that? Or what did you find that, that crossed your career over? It was the TikToks, the social media platform. Things started really blowing up and, uh, you know, I started making money on there and I realized like, I don't need to be at this job, you know, 36 hours a week anymore. I can just be at home and make videos. So I did. So for people that don't know, can making TikToks pay or how is it TikTok that pays you? Is it like marketing that pays you or how does that work? Yeah, no, it's a a combination of everything. When I started on TikTok, that's all I had. You know, I had TikTok. I I gained a following and TikTok pays like a little bit um, through their app. But most of the money when I was starting out came from brand deals right? People who are willing to pay for you to, you know, promote their 
coffee cup in your videos because you're already guaranteed a certain amount of views and they could see it right your all your videos gains x amount of views so like okay well we'll pay for those views if you put this freaking cup in there so that's how i was making money and then i moved i, I started repopulating the videos to youtube facebook instagram and they all pay uh, a little bit youtube and facebook paying the most and you know from there yeah and then yeah and then, oh you get brand deals from those platforms too some people like certain platforms over the other so it just depends on you know who's paying what for where so here's my question i don't know if anybody out here is making content right but how do you discern what brands to put in your deals like do you have an agent that helps you or is it just like people that message you they're like hey we'll give you this to put our coffee cup in you and like how do you know that that's legit or not yeah, no, it was, it's a combination of everything. When I started out, like, I didn't care. I took everything. I took everything because I didn't know any better. And I was working right. in the I didn't think this stuff was going to last, right? I was getting I was getting money to promote. A, like, the big thing when TikTok was starting out was promoting songs. So yeah. they'll pay, you know, they'll pay you like a couple hundred bucks to use their song in a video, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, I, I do have a team that's helping me, you know, sift through these deals i do get emails sometimes i get dms um sometimes the agency will reach out because they have like a roster of people and there's brands coming to them and they'll be like here's who we have what do you think what do you want and they'll negotiate the deals for me now mm, okay because i've gotten messages before being like want to promote all jewel our jewelry we'll give you a necklace for free and i'm like <laughs> i don't know they never offer me money though i'm not on that level yeah, no, that, that happens like, a lot. That happens a lot with, you know, these uh, smaller, smaller companies, like, you know, yeah. they have no choice. Uh, they have to go out to social media influence and, you know, yeah. be like, please right. help, us, help us. That's the wide net. I gotcha. Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's all part of the game. Yep, yep. So yeah. the game, so how, I mean, comedy, how much has it been kind of a transition becoming like a TikTok sensation to taking it to the stage? Have you felt like it's been an adjustment or do you feel like this was already kind of like it, you were ready and then this just happened and then it was like all right yeah i've been waiting for this i've been in the gym no um a little a little bit of everything like i i, I have been waiting for this i i've been on stage before i've done i used to do theater year round full time like six years in the bay area before i moved to la which is it's why i moved to la i wanted to become an actor you know, awesome. Yeah. So I came to LA and I started, uh, I started auditioning. I had a sketch show that I was part of. It was like a monthly sketch show. I was going to rehearsals. It was at a theater. And then st I started taking stand-up comedy classes at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. I just finished class. We had our first showcase, you know, you do five minutes in front of friends and family at the school. And then COVID happened and everything shut down. And I lost everything. And the fastest way a year later to get back on stage was to do stand-up comedy. So I said, screw everything else. I'm just going to do stand-up comedy. That's what, that's, that was the quickest way to get back on stage. So um, it just so happens. But by the time that happened, I had this huge following. So when I was going up and trying to do like my seven minutes, we had like 50 people show up to like a 20 seat, tiny black box theater. I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> wow. you know this is insane like they want to see me for like an hour i'm like i got seven minutes and i could dick around for like eight you know so i was doing 15 and it just wasn't cutting it so you know i stopped doing that because i didn't want people to show up and just see me for 15 minutes and have to see 
you know, not have the goods. Yeah. Yeah. And not have the goods. So, you know, I started going to the gym, you know, started being on Dante's help me. Like he's booked me on a bunch of shows and, uh, you know, just trying to get better. Dante's the best. We love Dante. That's how you guys met doing stand up. Well, we met yeah. at a Christmas party and um, I sexually harassed him because I was drunk. Oh. And I told him, God, I remember the first words I ever uttered to him was like, God damn, you're cute as fuck. <laughs> I think I creeped him out and he disappeared. I was like, where'd he go? Where'd this guy go? And then, fuck, and yeah, he, dis- fuck yeah, disappeared, you creepy ass motherfucker. He had, a, he had like a drink in his hand. I said, someone introduced me to him. He's like, God damn, you're cute as fuck. And I'm like, this guy doesn't, <laughs> this guy doesn't talk like he looks. And I'm kind of weirded out by it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Dante's got a lot of different personas, man. He wears a lot of hats. Yeah. yeah. Car yeah. dealer, shoe dealer, joke slanger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, I think we've Sexual that. harasser. Sexual harasser. <laughs> Sexual harasser. Straight men. Sexual harasser is at the top of that list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still, I still harass him all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, but, he, but you've got to kind of like it because... He's taking him on tour. Hanging out. I keep coming back. I keep coming back. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. (laughs) He likes it. He likes it. He likes it. It's fine. It's fine. Actually, you know, before this episode, I was trying to learn some information about Steve, and I looked him up, and I literally thought I was going to be interviewing the martial artist. Um, Uh I was like, if I'd have heard this now, I'd have been like, why didn't you just like throat chop him or some shit you know <laughs> that so so Stephen I but you probably looked it up Stephen Hell that is the more famous Stephen Hell and he's been the fam- most famous Stephen Hell for a long time now he is oh, yeah been do you ever do you ever have have issues with that confusion now that you have such a following online do people ever think you're yeah. the other Stephen Hell no they never do the, the most confusing thing is like my username because nobody gets it and it doesn't make sense to me either because right my i think my username is like steve ioe and everybody on the streets just calls me like oh you're that doctor oh you're that nurse oh you're that er guy oh you're steve and the 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 problem was when i was blowing up my it was stephen ho on all my social medias but i didn't want my job to find out that it was fucking me doing this so i changed it immediately i changed it to the first thing that was available and the only thing that was available, of course, was the only thing that didn't make sense because nobody wanted it. So it was Stevie Ayui. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, you never told me that. Now I get it. Yeah, I know. I'm, it's a bit. I'm also working up on stage where it's like, oh, they see it's Stevie well, I like the alias, but let's get to the nitty gritty. Could you take Jet Li in a fight? Fuck yeah. Fuck that guy. He's old now. All right. I can punch him and run. <laughs> ED text can take fucking anybody. He doesn't have the knees anymore. He's like 60 now. Yeah, yeah. You've had some injuries, but none of them have been, you know, stunt related. You got them in real fucking combat. Oh, yeah. No, I got that guy. And have, um, you been, have you been going out and touring a lot? That's what it, says. That? It, it says Stephen Ho. It has a picture of this Stephen Ho, but it says American... Martial artist. So you're taking over his shit. Oh my god. Oh wait, so it's your picture on the martial arts thing? Yeah. Man, you look yeah. Wow. You look good. I never seen your hair like this. You look beautiful. 
Was it you a know, yeah. different? You know, do you know where that picture came from? It was when I first moved to LA and I got this agent and they were like, you got to get new headshots. Of course, like they'll want yeah. headshots. So I went to this freaking lady and paid like 800 bucks for four headshots. And she was like, this is how you should look. And I'm like, this is, who the fuck's going to hire this guy to do anything? This isn't me at all. But I didn't know agent, any better, right? And the agent gets a kickback. The agent, absolutely, the agent absolutely gets kicked back because yeah. a month later I see them taking pictures together and having fun and like yeah. food on and I'm like this is bullshit yeah the first agent <laughs> I lived in LA for a little bit the first agent I got in LA said because my name was Elena Torres and I'm Hispanic that they'd only hire me if they could send me out for Hispanic parts to so only hire me if I dyed my hair brown and I was like I'm it's not gonna work and so I dyed my hair brown I just looked like Katie Holmes like it just looked like a white lady <laughs> With brown hair and they made me, I was like, I'm just going to look like a little worse. And they made me do like a whole set of headshots with the brown hair because they were going to send me out. And then they dropped me like months later because it didn't work. And then I had to chop a bunch of my hair off. I was like, thanks guys. They're yeah. the worst when you first get there, how they fuck with you, right? Oh yeah. They don't, they don't give a fuck because like uh, from their perspective, there's so much turnover anyways. Might as well make some money off this person before they move back home. Cause totally. Yeah, it's a volume intensive business. It has nothing to do with quality. Yeah, it was the most expensive thing I'd ever paid for. It was eight hundred dollars for headshots. I'm like, who are you sure? It's like, yeah, you need these. And like, they I mean, went, your hair looks nice though. <laughs> it, it never looked like that again. I show up to these auditions and I never looked like that. So I'm like, who is this helping? Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're playing like a figure skater in that picture. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly, right? What do you what do you see when you see that? Not anything I would ever go out for. No, he's just calling you beautiful to redeem himself for what he said you were fucking cute or whatever. That's an odd way. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sophisticating his sexual harassment now that he's been called out on it. It has to be remixed. The compliments have to be remixed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not working. Yeah, <laughs> look at you blushing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like so do you feel do you feel ready to go out and tour or have you been touring already how how do you feel about headlining yeah no um i i've recently gotten more comfortable now i think i think it was with you dante i think it was earlier this year we i did my first 40 minute set at the irvine improv and that really like boosted my confidence because it went that went pretty good i think really, really well really well but i told you so we did we did a show last year at Laugh Factory in San Diego together. And he and Steve Ho, I think I was headlining. Steve Ho was featuring somewhere. And I was like, dude, you should headline. He was like, are you crazy? He looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, dude, you got it. And you have the following. So, and then you have the work ethic. Because so, he, he he's not like a one of those social media guys that came up that just depend on that. He works. He puts in the work. You know, yeah. he, he's a real comedian. He's legit. He's a legit comedian. And once I saw that, I was like, dude, what are you talking about? And then and I was like, and then I kind of kind of forced him. And I was like, just go. You're going to headline this one, the next one. And then he just kept going and kept going. And then now he's now it didn't take long either. I kind of looked at him like one day, like I told you so, motherfucker. Like, like, yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't like a stretch. I, I like I, I saw it before he did. It was it was so obvious to everyone but him. It was weird. Everyone thought the same thing, but him, you know, like, so, I mean, yeah. it just, it just seems unlikely because you you haven't been you, at the time you were only doing comedy for two, three years, but when you're getting like 
20, 30 minute sets at great, you're getting great spots and he's going up, he's going to open mics, he's still working out his shit too. You're going to develop fast because great stage time, develops great confidence and also he's put in the work. He truly, truly cares about being a good comedian, not just using it to, to you know, up his fame or whatever. You know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. I, I, knew, I knew, I saw, it, 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 it was just blatantly obvious to me. You know, but that's, and, but that's the thing too, because like you're right, and I appreciate what you said, Dante, and I, because I really do love the stand-up comedy stuff, and it's it's just a thing, it's just a matter of like not wanting to disrespect the process, you know, like I I I believe in the process, and I and I want it to happen organically, and I need I want it to happen slowly in the right way, which is why I just I hesitated for so long. It's like I'm like I haven't been doing this for that long. Like I, I could barely get like you know this much time. I think if I want a headline, you have to have that, that X amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination of that where I was thinking like, no man, you're not ready. Like what? Well, like you know, think about the people who've come before you, what they had to do to get there. You know, just you take can your ask time. them. You can ask them. Two to three years is extremely fast to headline. It's yeah. very usually unlikely. But everything you're saying makes sense because, and one, I can already tell how good you're ever saying you want to respect the process because I've opened for TikTok people before where I've opened for them and I've been doing comedy longer than them and they don't necessarily care about the process, you know? If you care about the process, but you have to think about like your first two, three years, it's all about just trying to get stage time for the most part. Like most comedians, it's that you're just, and like, you're fighting for five minute spots here, five minutes, seven minutes there. Like in your first two, three years to get 20 minutes, like that maybe happens like one or two times a year. So if you're getting all those minutes, like, of course, you're going to develop faster, especially if you care about working hard. Like, it's just a question of math. Like you're just going to go quicker. It is a supportive fan base. So, yeah. so that, that helps them. having a supportive families, getting the stage time, and just honestly, he has every quality. He's extremely likable, which also helps too. But then, on top of that, he's putting in the work, which is the most important thing, which separates him from a guy that everyone, because no lie, we all know that social media comedians have a bad reputation, and 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 behind closed doors, they get shitted on. But yes, he's one of those that don't get shitted on, and then he gets respected because of what's what he put. He's the one, him and like Ryan Davis are the two that I'd say they get respected because if you if you watch their comedy, it's not dog shit. It's, you can tell it's just that put together last minute. It's not something there. Because you see, we've all seen it when they're just kind of just like breezing through. You have one punchline every eight minutes, and it's yeah. like you're just kind of just rambling on about nonsense where he has a joke he has joke 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 he has or he has or he tells a story and it's it's, it's just there's all he he, ha, he has substance it's not like and that's what i think uh separates really a, a real comedian from a non like a like a like a, a fake tiktok guy where you're like you just you're just fucking talk you're just fucking saying nonsense up there like yeah. it's not really it's not really you, you're just using which i'm I don't, i'm not mad at but I just don't want to work with you really because I love yeah. this. I love the, I yeah. love this thing. I love comedy. I could tell he does. And it, 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 it's not like I get it. If you want to use it as a stepping stone to be famous, especially here in Los Angeles, where it is not so, so common in DC, but here you see it every, every second. And yeah. I get it. That's, that's, that's your deal. I'm not going to disrespect you or I don't hate you, but I don't really want to work with you because the, the, the way we, if we work together, the way we're, we're going to approach is going to be different. I'm going to look at it from an artistic point of view. You're going to look at it from how can I get famous off this point of view? You know what I mean? Right. And Steve's never done that. He, it's organically, everything organically happened to him. He just loves what he does. 
And that, those are the people I appreciate, you know? Yeah. And, to, and you know, two to three years, okay, you've been doing stand-up for two to three years, but if you've had all this stage experience too, like you got to give yourself some credit for everything you've done. And like, it's not like you get a following on TikTok off of having no comedic timing either. Yeah. 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 Again, I mean, I, I, I do think eventually like it's gonna, it's gonna happen where like I will be headlining my own shows and, you know, we'll be doing the hour, but again, it's just, cause like, I, again, I came up from this, like, you know, I did the stage theater stuff and that took a long time just to like gain respect around the community to be invited to auditions. You know, it's a different process, but it's this, almost the same way as comedy, right? You're around long enough, you meet people, then you start getting invited to shows, but it takes, you got to take time to put in the work. Absolutely. I did that for like six, seven years doing theater. And so I knew what it takes. I knew what it was like to try to sell a fucking ticket. It was all, like, nobody wants to go see Shakespeare, but God, I <laughs> beg people to come. It's the same thing with yeah. stand-up comedy. Nobody wants to go see you do fucking like five minutes. Like even your friends are like, ah, oh, dude, really? Do I have to come? Like, please, I need at least five people. Or they won't let me yes, yes, yes. Or if they come, they want to see you fuck up. And that's where the laugh is, you know? Yeah, that's fuck. And then, and on top of that, for comedy, when you invite your friends, you're like, you know, your friends. They're co- sometimes they're comedians. Sometimes, you know, wh- whatever they do, they have to buy two drinks. And you're like, please, just you know, come spend the money. <laughs> yeah. To see you do five minutes, you know, every week. It's like, no, nobody wants to fucking do that. Nope. So you know, I, I, I understand what it takes to like fucking sell a ticket to a friend, have right. them beg them to come see something that are like. I had no, absolutely no interest in demons, but because I love you, I'll do you this one favor one time, you know? Yeah, I think that to me, that says, that says a lot about you to understand the process because maybe your journey has been accelerated, but it's deserved. And I think a lot of people, you know, to Dante's point, like a lot of social media comics are like, people are going to go see me talk about nothing for an hour because it's me, which it, you know, it's such a disrespect to stand up in general, because like being funny is hard, especially being funny for a long period of time. Yeah. Didn't no. you have some people you opened up for Elena that were like, oh, like you're not up here because of like TikTok, but because of actual like work and stand up. And they were like bewildered with the fact that you use like the normal conduit to get booked. Yes. Yeah. I opened for a social media person but this person, I think, I partially, like I told you, I think had a point because this person yeah. was, like, was like, do you, do people still really still climb and stand up doing live shows? Does that still work? <laughs> it's hard. And I was like, that's a legit question. Like, it actually got, it kind of fucked me up a little bit because I was like, you know what? That's a good question and a good point. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I was like, at the end of the day, I'm opening for you and I've been doing stand up for a while. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I yeah, you're a fucking loser, Elena. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I don't know what you think about that. It's like, maybe, <laughs> maybe that process that you're talking about respecting isn't even, isn't, isn't going to be the process for very much longer. That's yeah. sort of where it fucked me up a little bit. I was like, damn, I don't know. I, I, I agree that something's changing because I, yeah. I could, see, I could see it and I could feel it. I think we all can, but you know, for me personally, I still want that process for myself. And I don't know what's happening with everybody else. I don't know what people are seeing. I don't know what the bookers are seeing. Because I've had it happen to me too. Like they don't, people have never seen me do stand-up, but because they see the following, they're like, yeah, you can come book you on the show. And they'll promote the shit out of my face on their flyers and get people yeah. to come, right? So I know they don't, they, like, they don't give a shit if I'm funny or not, as long as it's like, it brings like a couple people 
right? And they well, they like need drinks. to sell. They're in the business of selling tickets and selling drinks and food. Yeah, and I, again, I totally understand. Ran 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 my own comedy show in Hollywood for a little bit. I know how stressful it is to get people in seats and to sell a ticket. So I get it. But in terms of like you know what it takes to get there these days, the following definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, in a way, it's always been around, even before a lot of this social media, there'd be comedic actors and actresses that would get in there and, you know, they're getting 50% more a ticket at the door. People just seen them in a movie and it's like, it's not even the same deal. You know, they're like the, you know, carpenters to the cabinet makers, you know what I mean? Like a cabinet maker can build you a back deck, but carpenter isn't going to know how to lacquer a fucking you know, cabinet and engrave all the shit and do all the elaborate doodads that a comedian can do when it comes to like humor, but yeah. it don't matter <laughs> unless it matters to you. Yeah, of course. And, and I, you know, and I, and I'm not mad at them. I said, go for it. Like, if you want to do it for, you know, one time, see what you got, because like, if you don't really like this stuff, it's not going to last. What the fuck? Okay. Like, like, I, I want to quit all the time. And I think I'm pretty decent. And I'm just like, sometimes you have like a bad show, you bomb. You're just like, fuck this, man. What am I doing with my life? You know? Yeah. It, happened, you bomb. it, it happened when I did, uh, when, when I went to Edmonton. It was like, I did 40 minutes. I went with Jack Jr. I did 40 minutes. I was headlining right after him. Did great, right? I, for my audience. And then I was featuring for him the next four or five shows. The person who owned that show, who owned the club, Tammy, heard what I did. It's like, I'm going to come tomorrow. I'm going to watch you. I bombed for six straight shows, 25 minutes each. I felt horrible. I left Canada and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I took like a week and a half break, two weeks break. And I was like, I'm fucked this. I'm never like, I, I was like, you want to do a show? No, I'm not doing any shows. Fuck this. I'm not doing this ever again. Right? Sad. It doesn't happen with me though. Yeah. <laughs> So, so for everybody who's like, oh, I want to try stand-up comedy and use my following, like, it'll be fine. Like, go ahead, try it. Like, if you like yeah. more than beer, good for you, right? Because, but no, if you don't really like the process of it. It's you don't gonna, want this life. No. It's not going to last. And no. by the way, everybody bombs. Everybody at every level bombs, like, kind of on the regular, I feel like. I've seen, I've everybody seen, bombs. I've seen Chappelle bomb, Bill Burr bomb. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen, well, you know what's weird? Bill Burr does this thing where his joke doesn't work, but then he recovers by ranting why you guys are stupid for not getting the joke. Yeah. And it just works. Uh, so yeah. he recovers with the rant every time. But I've never, so I've never actually seen him bomb, but I've seen his, the joke not go go over and he recovers with a rant or yeah. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Chappelle, I've seen him bomb like almost, I feel like I've seen him bomb more than do well. Well, yeah, Chappelle, Chappelle, I've heard will go on stage for like four or five hours at a time. But I always say the best comedians are the ones where you can't really tell that they're bombing. Like the audience doesn't really realize like what you're saying, like what Bill Burr does. Like if they're laughing at the rant, like they don't even really get that he's having a bad set. He might be the best comedian on earth right now. So yeah, like, yeah. And, that, and, that, and, that, and that takes experience, you know, right. that experience like that takes like feeling out the stage, the crowd, like. And yeah, to have that plausible deniability. Yeah, exactly. So again, you know, it takes time. And if you're again, people who's trying to do it one off or trying it for the first time, I support you to do the do your best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because what's because I know what's happening with my audience. When I have them come to a comedy show, half the people have never been to a comedy club. And that's what I love. Yeah. Right. yeah I love that's what I here's my Here's my question, actually. <laughs> you have this following. What's this like? Because this is something, you know, we're not coming up this way. Because, like, to your point, right? Kind of what you were talking about earlier. Like, you've got this following. So people come to see you. So what's it feel like when people are coming to see you and then you bomb? Like what happened? Like because that's so much pressure. Because you know, like I don't have a big following on social media, so when I bomb, it's like I can get out of there, and it's like they'll just be like, "That chick sucked," and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. But when yeah. they're coming to see you, like, what's that feeling? Oh my god! When they when they come, they love you, and you bomb. It's uh, it it it, it just depends. Like, like fucking how mortifying, you, right? Yeah. How, how long are you bombing for? Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's like, if, if, it, if I'm there doing like, because in the beginning I was, you know, I was doing 15, 20 minutes and I might bomb for like, you know, five, seven. It's okay. It's not, it's not that bad. Like your, your ass isn't that sore, right? Right, After right. like seven right. minutes of sitting on a chair. But if right. I'm doing 40 minutes and I'm bombing for like 20 of it, uh, oh, man, they, like they, they, they're not excited. Because there's always that moment. You you know it too. When you go on stage, you do well, you get off. A comedian, yeah, man, good set. Elena. Did he freeze for everybody? Yeah. Oh, Steve. Steve froze. The MVP just froze. Okay, uh -oh. wait, let me see what minute that is. I think he's so back. I tell I think them. He's back. It's about 30 minutes. Okay, I'll tell them. Anyway, sorry, you, you froze for a while there. Sorry about that. Um, but what I was saying was um, 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 if I bomb, it almost, if it's my audience, it almost doesn't matter. They'll still want a picture. Really? Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll still at least want a picture. Um, it's 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 the you could tell who's there for me and who's not. Oh, he's gone again. Uh oh, it's right. not the smoke, is it? Oh, uh, <laughs> I want to see you or not? Oh my god, this is. I kind of love it. You're back. You're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so smart. Here. He's stopping his internet because he's like, Elena, I don't want to talk about bombing. I don't want to tell yeah, people we, that I do that. The universe <laughs> doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn it, you gotta cut this. I never bomb. Yeah, exactly. Never, never, not never one bombs. Time. I've never seen him bomb ever. Wow. Yeah. Well, as he's frozen, I'll say I've never seen Steve bomb ever. There you not, go. I'm dead, I'm being dead serious here. I've never seen him bomb. You know, he might be testing shit out of Mike, but, you know, but he always does well. Always. I've seen him always, always do well. Yeah. Do a bad, have a bad set, you know? Dante, I'm, Dante, I'm not going to sleep with you. You can stop the compliments, man. Not doing <laughs> no, this is facts. This is facts. And you know what? You might, you might already have. You don't know it yet because I drugged you. <laughs> wow. No, but I haven't. I mean, I'm sure... Who knows if I'll ever see a day, you know, I, yeah. you know, but for some reason it's weird when I see, for some reason I have this thing where when I see the people that I, that, that I like, or I want to do well, they never do bad. Like when I go see my favorite basketball player, he's lost 
once out of I've gone to his game every time they come to LA. Whatever, it doesn't matter who. But I'm just saying they never lose when I go when I go watch. They ever, they'll have a losing record at the end of the year. But for some reason, I don't know why. I, I feel like you're I, a this, good luck charm. Charm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to just jinx and say that, but for some you reason, can't tell an Asian person that they're lucky, PD. That's racist. <laughs> that's affirmative. It, or just, just if I could, if I'm fortunate to bring luck to others, that'd be great, you know. But I've never seen Steve do that ever. Never. You have a vibe. You have a vibe. You have the good luck vibe. Yeah, yeah. We were, it's always a good sign. We did. Uh, I think we. What did we do? We did San Diego the last time. Yeah. San Diego. That was the first time I had ever done two back-to-back 40-minute sets. And that was like less than a month ago. I didn't, I didn't realize how hard that was. I was exhausted. It's really Fuck hard. Halfway through, really the hard. Second, halfway through the second set of the night, I was done. I was like, I wanted to leave. Like, this is, this is not fun anymore. I'm exhausted because I, I, I wasted all my energy in between shows talking to people. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a big cool. thing you got to watch out for with those oh, yeah. sets. Even before, like, the night begins, like, don't go like meet up with people or any kind of shit like that. People are like, oh, I'm gonna come take you to dinner before the shows. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that. I didn't. Yeah. Realize that. People don't realize how it's also. It's kind of like a, it's a physical job to do comedy. You know, it takes so much energy, so much out of you. Like you need to take breaks. Yeah. Between that's why, like those meet and greets and stuff that people do, like that's a lot. That's a lot of work. I know. And that's that's the thing, too. I think last time we were in Arlington, I told them, hey, man, I can't do the first show meet and greets. Like, I'll take pictures of the second show, but I can't do the first show. I'm, I'll, I'll be dead. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I get that. So are you doing, because I know you're coming to Arlington on May 5th and 6th. Are you doing any other shows around the country? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Traveling a lot. Um, I'm going to be in St. Louis next weekend. St. Louis, Louisville, and Chattanooga for like 10 days. Um, you know, going to Vegas, think Washington, Detroit, Chicago. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So you're like fully doing a tour. That's going to be like, you're going to be like a sharper than the other Stephen Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> I'm hoping to <laughs> erase this guy off the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're the biggest guy now because it's your picture. I think you're the biggest thing. Oh. Yeah, that's right. If it is your picture, that's, I mean. It does say martial artist, so it's like the algorithm is shifting over. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, by the end of this year, it'll be Stephen Ho, TikToker, with a different picture, hopefully. No, nah, Stephen Ho, comedian, actor, something like that. Well, the other one actually dabbled in stand-up comedy for a little bit, too. He really? his wikipedia page that's why i was double confused when we logged on and i looked at his face i'm like this guy's like 20 years younger if not more like this dude's 50 like he was backing up Jet Lee and like all this shit yeah god damn uh, you really did your research yeah I hope, yeah i did for the wrong really? guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it would have fucking you started so steven you're a martial artist and you're 50 years it would have been horrible if you started with that I was really planning on asking if he could take Jet Li in a fight. You asked him anything. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you brought your questions no matter what. You really want somebody (laughs) to beat up Jet Li, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I never got over Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. yeah. I love Lethal Weapon 4. Excellent. All of them are great. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, fuck well, yeah, man. So you're coming here 5th and 6th of May. Dante, are you featuring? Yes, sir. I'll be there, too. Awesome. I'll definitely come. That's that's my birthday weekend, so I'll definitely fly through and say what up and what buy you, you guys around or whatever. Where do you live, Pete? D.C. Oh, but you say you'd fly in? No, 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 no. I, I mean, like, slide in or whatever. Did I, if I said fly, yeah. Metaphorical fly. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man, come on, come, come through. We'd love to see you. Awesome. Well, we we want to thank Stephen Ho and Dante Chang for coming on the podcast with us today. Come see them on May fifth and sixth at Arlington Draft House. Usually, show times are seven and nine p.m. I might be off by half an hour, but it'll be so so fun. Please come see come see them. I definitely am going to come see just because talking to you guys is so great, and I'm excited to see your comedy. Um, she doesn't anything believe else? in TikTokers. <laughs> anything would, else? Anything else, you guys? Anything else you guys want to plug? Want to talk about? Excited! Excited to be there. Excited thank to have you. you. Doing the, thank you guys for doing the podcast so much. Oh hey, you got it. We're happy Appreciate to do it. it. We lo- we love doing this. We love talking to comics. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody's got really cool. You know, every it's really interesting stories that you hear about, and like so many different perspectives that people come in, and then. You know, just so you know, Stephen, we've been doing this podcast for how long? Maybe now, couple years. Maybe yeah, yeah, three. yeah, a few years. People, we now have had guests that have won Golden Globes, been nominated for Oscars. People who are huge celebrities now. It's like something happens when you come perform at Arlington Draft House, and like the next year, you like amazing things happen in people's career. We've seen it so, so, so much. So it's good luck to come to. We're oh, the shit. TikTok of podcasts. It's true. All it's right. True. Yeah. I'm <laughs> All I'm right. Accept my Emmys next year. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, All right. Dude. Thank you guys again. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peace.